Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 112 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. What's up? This is Chris. Hey, I like what you did there. I stole your intro catchphrase, but... Oh, you turned it around. It makes sense. I like that. What's up, Who Would Listeners, Who Would Winners, Who Would Watchers, Who Would Wanderers? These are all the spinoffs that we're going to do someday. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because last week was kind of like a who would watch. When we franchise this thing. Exactly. We have it all planned out, folks. We know we know what we're doing ahead of time. Is that a 10-year plan? Oh, no. That's like next month. We're, <laughs> we're going to start rolling out next month. Well, Chris, I mean, given, I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, and we're not a big podcast by any means of the stretch of the imagination, but I do uh, want to recognize the show that we crossed 50,000 downloads a couple days ago. Go us. Which is uh, it's just really, really exciting. Um, just... Uh, this this journey that we've been going through and that was a uh, a threshold i really wanted to cross and here's to a hundred thousand which hopefully uh happens in less than four years we'll we'll have to see if we can double that so thank you to everybody um who's been listening and been supporting us uh for these past four years and and it really means a lot from emails that we get from fans it, it really keeps us going a lot of people uh I feel like a lot of people when they email us, they don't expect to get a response. And when they get a response, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting a response. Yeah, we, we don't get enough emails. or Well, Steve responds to most of them. But we don't get enough emails to not respond. So Right, exactly. So if you ever just want to reach out, let's just say hello or you know whatever is going on. If you have a question, if you want life advice about anything, feel free to email us and and we really we really uh like that listener uh interaction because i i email a lot of celebrities and most do not answer me who was the last celebrity that you uh emailed oh johnny depp <laughs> why i said stay strong buddy <laughs> he's getting do you see what that woman did to him no oh my gosh you gotta read about it okay. oh, poor guy i just thought you were saying stay strong like regarding your career that too make another pirates movie i think you are in the vast minority when it comes to that uh, response do you know he got nominated for an oscar for that by the way for the first one no i'm not surprised he deserved it i, I actually I kind of agree i think he's fantastic but after that it just kind of became a, a shtick that was that was getting old but anyway besides that so any other uh, celebrities that you've besides johnny depp telling him to say strong buddy uh other than that um uh bryce harper from the phillies okay why? Um, just because... I said, stay strong, buddy. To him as well? Yeah, just to do well in the season. Oh, okay. As of this recording, he hit his first uh, hit today, which was a bunt up the third base line. I'm so glad you showed me that replay because it was like the best bunt I've ever seen. So his first, his when he was doing that, that at bat, he tried to go for a bunt. He missed it. Then he swung and missed. He swung hard. Like he was really swinging for the fences. He missed and then, and then he got that bunt. So 
everyone's like, wow, Bryce Harper's first hit of the 2020 season was a bunt up the uh, third baseline. Uh, we're, we're also uh, a little fun fact about us. We're doing fantasy baseball for the first time ever this season, just because there's only 60 games. So it's a little uh, less intense because the past couple of years, we've always been doing fantasy football and I've been begging and pleading for people to try fantasy baseball. And finally some people said, all right, there's only two months worth of it. We'll do it this year. And uh, are you enjoying it so far? Uh, on day two, yes, it's it's <laughs> been fun. <laughs> I think it, it's definitely getting me interested in watching different games because I'm when, like, oh, I have that guy uh, starting pitching. Let's see how he does. When you have like a batter who does absolutely nothing, like zero for four, right? Like, three strikeouts. It you just hate that guy. It's interesting because like in fantasy baseball, or excuse me, in fantasy football. You might have like a running back, but he only runs for like 20 yards that game and no touchdown. But at least he got you something. Right. Where you have a batter who was 0 for 4, got you nothing. Absolutely. Potentially negative if he got strikeouts that count against you. That's true. That is true. But then don't they like not count against you? We we have it we have it as a stat that is counts against us in our league, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. As I'm the commissioner. And yeah, you no picked idea. it. I have no idea. What yeah, like your your team strikeouts, the lower is better. Oh, okay. I see what, I see how it is now. I got it. Hey, thanks. You want to be the commissioner now? <laughs> you can take over. I don't know. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm more of a Harvey Dent than a Commissioner Gordon, I think. You're two-faced? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I don't where know. I'm sitting that was right a bad your analogy. Your shadow is kind of... I just meant I'd be a bad commissioner. Oh, okay. Well, there's always next time. <laughs> Uh, so, Chris, so uh, before we get into today's episode, uh, we do not have any uh, fictional backgrounds to give for any reviews, uh, but just please remember, if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, you can do that, and uh, we will give you a fictional uh, background uh, live on the show. Now, one thing I was reading about, and I didn't know this, and I don't know if it's 100% true, but uh, apparently if you don't live in the same country as the where the podcast is distributed... If you leave a review, a written review, it cannot be seen. Oh, really? Yes. So, if you leave a review for us and you are located outside of the United States, A, thank you very much. B, send it to us in an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com just so that way we know that it was out there and we will use that to supplement the review so that way your review isn't, uh, isn't being wasted. Because there's some times where I see like we get a new review number, but we don't, I don't see anything written. Hmm. Which you can do on iTunes. You don't have to actually write a review. You can just leave a star review. But um, if there is anybody that has left a review and they're like, why haven't I gotten in? You're outside the United States. That is a possibility as to why that may be. So uh, we apologize for that. But to rectify that, um, just email us that review, whatever you wrote. Screenshot it and send it to us. And uh, we'll be sure to give you a uh, fictional background. If it's in a different language, though, we will copy it into Google Translate. And we can't guarantee what the outcome is going to be. It could be disastrous. <laughs> it probably will be disastrous, I, I, I feel. Uh, so, Chris, so last week uh, we did a little different episode. It was kind of like a Who Would Watch uh, tease backdoor pilot uh, of the Who Would Win cast. And uh, as of right now, like we said, people are still listening, haven't listened to it yet of this recording. Uh, we have uh, Who Argued, or which was argued as the better movie. But We had Indiana Jones and the King of the Crystal Skull versus Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And uh, 80% to 20% as of this recording, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 80%, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, 20%. That's uh, probably right. 
And then at the end of that episode, we did uh, who would win in a fight, uh, Indiana Jones from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull versus the Chosen One from Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And that is 80 to 20. Uh, however, it's the Chosen One at the 80%, completely flip-flopped. I think that's also right. I think that's also right. I think right the fans too. got this one. I, I, I think so uh, I think so as well. Uh, we did uh, receive uh, some feedback from some listeners saying that they did enjoy that uh, different uh, episode format. So that could definitely be something that uh, we could do. Uh, going forward, got anybody... a lot of bad movies for you to watch. I know you're, that's like your favorite. That's your bread and butter. Like you mentioned, you got a, a whole list of them. But I, I will differentiate from like movies that are actually bad. Correct. Versus movies that I think are good, but other people think are bad. Or movies that you do think are bad, but you enjoy them. Well, there's a ton like that. Yeah. Like one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's one that always I like pops that movie too. Ass. We were actually when we were talking about what movies to do, right. I was throwing them out, and you were like, "Actually, I like that. I love that movie." Same, say, me too. It's a fun ride. It's kind of like Con- Sean Connery. Sean Connery's in it. It's that's it. That's yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll watch anything with Sean Connery. It's kind of like an Avengers before the Avengers because you had like Captain Nemo, Tom Sawyer. It, uh, you're right. You had all these uh, uh, Mina Parker, yeah. the Invisible Man, exact uh, Doctor Jekyll, Doctor Hyde. <laughs> it was basically. The universal uh, monster universe, the dark universe, whatever the heck that thing was called before it got canceled, <laughs> before it got canceled. It was uh, it was super good. And it's based off a, off a comic run, too. Alan Quartermain, which is like the name of your uh, fantasy football team, mm-hmm. Alan Quarterback. No one got the reference on our fantasy league, I don't think. I don't think so. That's because our league is called the League of Ordinary. Yeah, Gentlemen. it yeah. fit the team name. It did, yeah. No, no one was appreciating it. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the episode yet or you haven't voted, make sure uh, you go and check that out. There's a link uh, in the episode description where you can see all of our past episodes. You can click on the thumbnail and vote uh, right there. Uh, Chris, anything you want to add before we get started today's episode? I don't think so. Okay, that's easy enough. All right, so please remember if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email at whowouldwincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show. And we'll also give you a shout-out on the show. That way, we both win. Isn't that right? Yeah, I'd like to think of it like that. I think so, too. Chris, what are we talking about today? All right, we have a battle of social distancing social inspired distancing. by COVID-19. Yeah. I was originally thinking of doing this episode back in March, and that was before we had a working computer. And then I was like, eh, it'll This it'll whole pre- thing will blow this over. This whole thing will blow over. And now it's almost August, and I'm like, you know what? What's the opposite Just, of blowing over? Um, like blowing up? I mean, that's a, that's a fair way. <laughs> At least in our country, it is, definitely. Right. And uh, so we're, 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 we're looking at social distancing, something that I think uh, is fair to say most people, A, should be practicing, and B, I think most people are practicing. I would agree. Uh, it seems like that. Also, um, we're not trying to get political because, you know, in the United States, these types of topics can always just become uh, politicized. Um, but we're just going at it just saying, hey, this is what we need to do to end this thing. So we're looking at two characters who would be so good at social distancing where this would happen and they would be like yes i got it so who are you picking with our uh, social distance i have battle? i am picking carl Fredrickson, the old guy from up oh that's why you made that reference in the beginning of the episode that's why i said what's up 
I get it now. Mm -hmm. Comes full circle. But I also, that you always so say what's up. That was so creative. I feel like you're mocking me. <laughs> no, Chris. I'm I actually thought it was good. It was good. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> I asked you what's the catchphrase from Up, and you said adventure is out there. I mean, I think I, most listeners are like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't even remember that line in the movie. When was the last time? It said numerous when times. When did Up movie. come out? 2009. That's the last time I saw it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Me too. Um, that that montage of uh, of them growing oh, up together, saddest pulls, opening ever, pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah, that's up there with like Nemo's mom dying. It, it's it, 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 but it's it's just pure like that score. Michael Giacchino score is just it is so good. It's so good. All right, so you're going with Carl Fredrickson. You want to tell us a little bit about Carl Fredrickson? Yeah, he he lived a pretty interesting life. So yeah. He met like his his soulmate, I guess you could say, at a very young age. Yeah, as kids, uh -huh. um, bonded over, uh, I guess, a mutual love of like adventure, the, out the outdoors and adventure, which is um, out there. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> um, as th as they got older, like they always planned on all these adventures together. Uh, it turned out his wife couldn't have kids, so they just had their adventures planned. But then life happened, and they never got to make their big trip to. Paradise, Paradise Falls, right. which they I were think always was saving up for it. Mm -hmm. That yeah. that was that went back to when they were kids. That's where uh, Ellie, his wife, yep. they like had a thing about she wanted to like move there, move a treehouse there or something like that. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, she got sick and died before they were able to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, hence the very sad opening. So when the the movie kind of properly starts after the lead in montage and sad song, uh, he's just a grumpy old man living by himself. Yep. He's um, kind of uh, shut himself off from the world, kind of uh, like a mean old hermit. Um, you kind of see uh, a time lapse of like kind of the a city growing around his house, but he's obviously l refusing to move. He, so there's like giant buildings all around him, kind of trying to squeeze him out. It's kind of like that classic, uh, you know, if you've ever been in New York City and you're walking down the street and you'll see this really, really old house that's just sandwiched in between like two new sky rises or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's Carl Fredrickson. Exactly. Um, so the, the city wants him out of there. He gets in an altercation with a construction man and uh, is told that he's going to be forced to literally relocated to a retirement home. But he's not having that. So he, uh, he falls back on his, his knowledge as a helium salesman, fills up, do they say like 10,000 balloons? It's a lot. 100,000, 10,000. A lot of balloons. So it's interesting that you say helium salesman because I don't see him as a helium salesman. I see him as a balloon salesman. I never thought um, of his primary. Uh... Here's what happened. So I forgot if he was a balloon salesman. Well, I forgot if he was a helium salesman or a helium balloon salesman. Okay. So I figured if I just said helium salesman, hey, I kind of covered myself for both. I apologize for calling you out. On he that. may have been. He worked a at a zoo. Uh, a Remember? zoo of helium. Yes, he worked at a zoo of helium, and all the animals had really high pitched voices. No, I thought Ellie worked at the zoo. He worked at the zoo. Yeah, he worked at the zoo. Why did he have a? He why was he? A oh helium no, no, no! Ellie did too. Correct. Ellie did too. They both worked there. She worked with like the animals, like she did like, uh, like petting zoo kind of stuff like that. And he sold the balloons at the zoo. Oh, he was a balloon vendor. And then she passed away. All right. And you know. And then he used all the helium to fill up ten thousand balloons. Yes. So his house could float away. And it he goes up. Thanks to the adventure that's out there. But then he also kidnaps a little child. Uh, well, debatable. Uh, okay, that yeah. He tried to get the kid to leave. Yeah, he, he tried kicking him off the his property. The kid trespassed and home invaded. Did he home invade? 
No, he was outside, I guess. Yeah. He was on the porch. Is the porch uh, considered... uh... Inside the home? Yeah. I don't know. Not a lawyer. I don't know what state it was in either. It might matter. Anyway, that's not important. (laughs) He does end up going on an adventure out there with with a kid named Russell. That's right. Just trying to earn a merit badge. Did he call him merit badge, or did they call him like? I think it was called a merit badge. Yes. Yeah. Basically, a Boy Scout. Yeah. I, I, I they were called Wilderness Scouts, I believe. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, but Carl just wanted to be left alone. He just wanted to float away down to Paradise Falls in South America, not see another living soul for the rest of his life. So you think that would be perfect for social? Distancing? I think he's got some things going for him. First, he's grumpy and old. He turns people away. He's mean to them. He speaks his mind. He doesn't care if he hurts their feelings, and he tells them to leave. Perfect. And then he floats in the air. Traditionally, hard to see, to be close to someone when they're floating in the air. Um, and then he wants to go to a remote area of the wilderness in South America. And just and just stay there. Yep. Okay. All right. That's fair. Very distanced. That'll definitely help out during COVID-19. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I like it. So Carl Fredrickson. So I am taking uh, the character of Mark Watney. Mark Watney? Who's Mark that? Mark Watney. He is uh, portrayed by Matt Damon in the 2015 film The Martian, uh, just another film uh, where Hollywood has to go out and save uh, Matt Damon. And uh, Matt Damon is an astronaut. Wait, uh, how many other films can you name about saving Matt Damon? Interstellar. That was Matt Damon? I totally forgot. Wait, wasn't he like, spoiler alert, a bad guy? Yeah. Okay. But they were going to go say, I mean, they wanted to see where Dr. Man was. Was I thought that was like a subplot. I thought like their main goal was something different. I mean, their main plot was to find an inhibitable, an in, excuse me, an habitable planet for humans. Got it. And his, he was falsifying his data to show that the planet that he was on was habitable for humans in order to be rescued. Got it. Um, saving Private Ryan. Wait, can we go back to Interstellar? Sure. Did they they found a planet, right? Uh, they think. <laughs> oh. I mean, at the end of the movie, Anne Hathaway found a planet that she was like setting up a colony on. Oh, okay. But it wasn't the planet that... that uh, I couldn't remember. No, it wasn't the planet that he was on. Well, I know. He falsified his data. That planet was like an ice world. And then he tried murdering Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Because Matthew McConaughey was going to go back to Earth. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he... Uh... Anyway. Yeah. But uh, Saving okay, Private Ryan. Okay, so two. Saving Private Ryan. Uh-huh. This movie, uh-huh. three. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, there's another one I care. There's a whole bunch. That's what it's. It's so. Funny. If you're listening to this, yell it out. Yeah, just yell we it out. It was this. It was that. It's gonna jump in my mind later on. It'll probably be one of the fun facts towards the end that I that I come up with. Uh, so anyway, so Matt Damon, he is uh, an astronaut on a mission to Mars. He has his whole crew, and uh, they're on Mars. It takes place in 2035, and uh, during uh, one of the, the one of the missions that's going on the on the surface of mars uh a giant dust storm comes and completely screws up everything and uh matt damon gets separated from the crew and his uh body sensor suit stops sending codes as to what's going on if he's alive so they assume that he's dead so the crew leaves mars and starts heading home to earth on the on the voyage back and matt damon is left there uh presumably dead Uh, However, he is very much alive, and he has to survive uh, on Mars for the duration of the film, uh, waiting either to somehow be rescued, or what his main plan is, is that there's going to be another trip to Mars four years later, so his goal now is just to live for four years, 
and then basically uh, regroup with that crew four years later and get off Mars that way. So when it comes to social distancing, he's alone for 99% of the of the film. He's completely by himself. Um, Does he have a robot companion? No, I think you might be thinking of Interstellar. I remember the robot from Interstellar, and I wasn't sure if there was a robot in no, The Martian. Yeah, no, he's completely alone in The Martian. Who was the comic relief character then? Matt Damon. <laughs> he was pretty comical, I think. Like, yeah. He's using like the stool to like grow potatoes and stuff like that and, and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, so he's all by himself. He's self-sufficient. He's able to survive. Um, I'll get into some more things that he has also that really helps him with social distancing. But, uh, I mean, he's literally the only uh, human being on the planet that he is on, uh, which would be very, very good during a pandemic uh, to be off of the current planet that we're well, at. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. Go right for it. So get into it. You believe that. Mm-hmm. Rather than be on that, being on a different planet, yes, is better than being on a planet with a pandemic outbreak. So, if the goal is to not contract the disease, right? <laughs> well, isn't that the whole point of social distancing? So not it, to contract. It the is disease? true, but that the goal is that because the goal is also to not sure spread the disease, but also not to die. True. So, like, if he puts himself at more risk by being on a different planet. Mm-hmm. Is it really better? I'd say I'd say yes because he's not contributing to spreading the disease, and he's also not contracting the disease. But he might die on Mars. You might die in the Amazon. What are you going to do for food? Probably, but Carl's like really old. I think that was he, his plan. He, well, he, I think he like, wants to die of, in... of the different groups of humans that are susceptible to the COVID nineteen. Yeah, he's in a high he, risk. He's in category. the high risk group, exactly. But I think he was like depressed once his, well, since his wife died. He like planned to this was a one way trip for him. Oh absolutely yeah. Oh no, yeah. He wasn't going back. And he needed to get the heck out of the city because the cities is where COVID is spiking. Yeah. So I mean right. that construction guy that came up to him, I mean he was definitely spitting stuff out through his uh through his mouth, I'm sure. Through air particles. <laughs> And he, he can't get anywhere near that. So he, he needed to get the heck out of the cities. No, but I think I think him like when um when, when they had that one launch, the um the SpaceX launch a couple months ago, like everybody was joking, like, Oh my gosh, I wish we could be with them. I wish we could get off this planet right now. Right, but they didn't go to Mars. No, they didn't. They went to the ISS. But I'm sure like I mean, just with that though, people are like, Oh my god, I wish I could go up there just to get out of people, here. People no one said that. I mean, people. Are you said, sure? I, I, I'm I sure saw. someone said it, but like a reasonable person, that would not be something they'd want to do. If you had an opportunity to go, I mean, it's different for you because you have two children and a, and a wife. But if you had the opportunity to get out of Earth for a month during all this craziness, would you take that opportunity? No. Okay. No, I, I, I think living on a space station does not sound that fun. Like it, maybe for like a couple days, it'd be fun. But then we were like, oh, this, we live in two rooms. Oh, we, we like, we go to the bathroom in this, like, in front weird, like, yeah. plastic bag. And then, like, all your food tastes bad. And, like, I'm sure the internet's very slow. You get movies. You get movies. You can watch something, I'm sure. I'm sure they get podcasts. Do they? You can listen to the Who Would Win cast. <laughs> like, like, live or just anything they pre- pre-saved before they left? Ooh, that's a good question. That I don't know. I'm sure they have, they have to have some kind of... Uh, energy. I'm sure they have like Netflix and internet and stuff like that up there. I'm sure they do. So, so Matt Damon uh, being alone, it would definitely be lonely. But I feel like 
with social distancing and everything going on with COVID right now, like that is kind of what it's like. I mean, it, it is very lonely right now. I mean, I have only seen a select uh, social circle of people because I know that there are people that are social distancing or they're quarantining or I'm only seeing them outside, not going in. I mean, I've only been into like two other houses in the past four months. Um, so I feel like that's really good for, for Mark Watney. I mean, it just kind of fits with him like being alone and he, I mean, just like how we don't like being alone right now, it, I'm sure he doesn't like that also, but it's just kind of like what you have to do to get through this, uh, this pandemic. So would you support a government plan to just put, shoot people to different planets to wait, wait out the pandemic? Wait, so a government plan... Yeah, if this is the best way to fight the pandemic, oh. shouldn't we be doing this? Chris, it's never going to happen because they're not putting out a payroll, uh, you know, uh, help with the pandemic again. They're not going to renew it. So I don't think they're going to spend billions of dollars to send uh, citizens out into space. I think it's getting renewed. You think so? Yeah, maybe not as much, but... You think it will? Something. All right, we'll see. Hey, we've predicted things before, so maybe uh, maybe you can predict that as well. No, I mean, I don't think the government would do that. But in terms of somebody who would be really good at social distancing, so I think I, I think cannot he argue. Is. He is very distant. Yes. He's, he, I mean, he is. Like he's not going to catch distance. COVID. No, he's but not going to catch COVID. At what cost is is all I'm saying is, is that is that an efficient use of resources to fight to, to social distance? So another thing we have to establish is are we how are we establishing them being alone and socially distanced? during like COVID, like are we saying like the pandemic is going on so he just hopped in a spaceship and was like i'm going to mars or the pandemic was going on where carl was like i'm getting my balloons out and i'm going to go to south america uh, you thought of this it... premise what i don't know <laughs> i think it'd be fair to say like all right while he was there while carl was in south okay. america the pandemic occurred all right i'm and... glad you brought this up because this is this this is perfect okay. this goes into my other point okay perfect carl's goal throughout the movie up well until the end when he changes his mind I was gonna say, is, he goes back home is to get away from everyone and yeah. be alone in paradise falls right mark watney's goal uh -huh. in martian the whole movie of the martian is to is to get home and see other people that is true that is true and i think that is also the goal of everybody right now who is experiencing social distancing who are socially distancing our goal is to eventually see everybody again i don't That's think true. i don't think anybody who's social distancing well there are some so but there are most people are like, I can't wait to go back and watch a Phillies game. I can't wait to go back and go to the movies. You know, like that's what they're looking forward to. So that's good for Mark Watney because he's knowing that what he's doing is going to help him get to what he wants to do eventually. Okay, can you remind me something about the Martian? Sure. So you said he was hoping to wait for like the like four years for the next Mars mission. Correct. Is that what ended up happening, or did they send something sooner? No. So they did the classic space movie trope. Do you want to guess what that was? uh he he met his father <laughs> that's pretty good no um they so when the uh crew that left him on mars was heading back for earth nasa said to them hey he's actually alive and they were like oh crap we got to go back and save him so then they teamed up with the chinese uh, space agency, and then they did the classic thing, which is what I was alluding to. The they, slingshot. They did the slingshot around the Earth <laughs> the, to then go back to Mars uh, to try to to try the to. The only thing Hollywood loves more than saving Matt Damon is doing the slingshot around a planet. A good slingshot maneuver, <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so that's what that's what they did uh, in the movie. That's how they uh, went back. To Wait, go, so to go and the, they needed the Chinese to resupply their no. So or? the Chinese had like a super rocket booster that was under uh, secrecy by uh-huh. the Chinese government and the Chinese uh, air aeronautic uh, sure, space yeah. agency said no, we can't keep this so secret because the Americans needed to go save this. So how did they use Matt it though? Damon. They somehow they got. I forget. I haven't seen the movie in a while. I read. I read the, the, the synopsis earlier to remind myself what happened. But they uh, somehow they got. I believe they got the rocket booster up there into space, and they like, used it to just like docked with it. I think so. Yeah, like a, like, like two robots just turning into a mega robot. Yeah, like a transformer. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. Just up in space. All right, that's fine. I buy that all. So then they use that to go back to, to Mars to get. Got it. Thing. Got it. And then he had to like shoot himself up with air from his space yeah suit. i think he like purposely broke yeah it was pretty cool yeah that was so that was the only part of the movie where i was like i don't know i i don't buy this i think they foreshadowed it because i think it like came up earlier and they're like oh you could never do that it'd be like it'd be like a one in a million shot hey that's what he needed i mean a man surviving on mars is a one in a million shot in it in itself so so all right well here's why ahead. here's why i asked this question yeah sure that's fine um i want is i was curious because you say his goal is to get home when it's safe. Right. Like, say this ship comes around. Uh-oh, COVID's flaring up again. Is he going to be like, sorry, I'll pass, guys. Okay, so this is what I would argue, too. So, COVID really got big in March, right? What did we say? And right now. And, well, r- right, but I mean, like, it like really started to get worldwide yeah, sure, big sure. in, like, March, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty big in China so, before that. But. Right, okay, okay. But I know what you're saying, sure, sure. Right, so so do you think, so that was March 2020, so do you think March 2021, we're not, not saying we'll be back to full normalcy, but do you think we'll be back to some type of normalcy? I, I'm not going to try that prediction. Okay, that's fine, that's <laughs> fair, that's fine. Uh, so this is what I would say. So in the movie... The I think mo- not quite. Okay. I'll try, I'll do it. Okay. Oh. So in the movie The Martian, uh, he was left on Mars for... Let me see if I can find it. Right here. He was on uh, on Mars for 550 souls. A soul is like a Mars. A Martian day? A Martian day, exactly. How many Earth days? So that equals about a year and a half. Wow. About a year and a half. So what if? So what I... Go ahead. No, you go. You might be thinking the same thing. So I was just... so Probably not. So <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I don't think so. Because I feel like I'm walking into a trap with you. So I feel so. So what I'm saying is, so COVID happens really got big in March 2020, right? So a year and a half from that would be, uh, we're looking at What's that, September, like September 2021, right? So still a year, a year from now. So I would hope, I hope to God, that by then things are a little more normal than they are right now. And I would say that in that movie, by the time Matt Damon got back to earth after spending a year and a half away from earth that whatever pandemic was going on that things would have cooled down there would have been some type of a vaccine uh things would have started to go back to some type of normalcy that's probably not at all what you were thinking it was close okay i'll actually i'll give you this if you remember let's make a note okay check in september 2021 uh-huh on the covid status okay if everything's good okay you just win this episode you're right perfect you, but if not, you got to be like, uh oh, Mark Damon had to, Matt Damon had to wait on Mars for another four years. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. Well, that's here's fair. what I was gonna say. Listeners, hold what, on to that. Set an what arm right if, now. of all the things we predict, uh-huh. predicting that the movie The Martian, the amount of time he Matt Damon spends on Mars, 
is the amount of time it takes to develop a COVID vaccine and have it widely uh, dispersed. That what, would be, wouldn't that be crazy? I think that would be the ultimate prediction. That would be our biggest of, prediction. Of all the things we've uh, predicted or semi-discussed. That Mostly we just like vaguely say, what if? And then it happens. And we're like, oh, yeah, we predicted that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We call that happening. <laughs> I think the only real big thing we did was that Super Bowl a couple years ago. And we were like, there's never been a Super Bowl in overtime. That's what I mean. We didn't really predict it. We just kind of talked about it. And then it happened. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, this not related to this episode whatsoever. Uh, last summer, do you remember we did a uh, King Shark versus Shark Boy? How episode? could I forget? I watched <laughs> I watched Shark Boy versus La or Lava Girl. Do you know that. they're making a sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Ooh. And it's coming out on Netflix. All right, I'm gonna watch it. I know because uh, Comic Con at Home has been talking about it with Robert Rodriguez, and they're like confirmed Shark Boy and Lava Girl in this movie, and I was like, oh my god, they're making a sequel. So we're gonna have to read it. Is George that. Lopez in it? That I don't know. I just know. I mean, Taylor Lautner's in it, which really surprised. What me. I know. Taylor, what are you doing, man? Nothing. I guess <laughs> that's why. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so getting back to to the Martian. Still, so so what's driving? So Carl, there's nothing driving Carl, right? He's just uh, he just wants to stay away. Hatred of humanity. How is he gonna survive? What's he gonna eat? Uh, bananas, right? <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? They know. grow in the rainforest, don't they? Uh, I'm sure they grow in South America somewhere. I've never been. Yeah, aren't, aren't like a bunch of bananas? So from... so so he's just gonna eat bananas all the time. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. He's like a hundred years old. He's not gonna have to eat for that long. Wow, you are. <laughs> no, I, I really think there's a dark undertone of this like movie someone... where if the kid doesn't get on his house, he just he just is going there to live out the rest of you know. I'm surprised no one like SNL or, or uh, like Robot Chicken hasn't done like a sketch on that. Like, what do you think? It, like, like, just between you and do? me, away from the podcast arguments, like, what do you think he was planning to eat when he got there? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever was in his fridge. And then it would just go from there. He, he didn't have electricity on this whole trip, though. So I'm sure most of his cold stuff went bad. So, so Pixar's done a lot of sequels. They've done a prequel. They've never done a what if. They should do like a like a Pixar what if. Movie. That would be a very dark what it if. It could be on like Disney Plus. Actually, that's more like a Hulu thing. So maybe they'll put it on Hulu, and it would be like a what if uh, Carl of uh, Russell wasn't on the uh, the house in, in the movie. Up. Think about it though. Like, yeah, that'd be really. It would have been. It would have been a very different movie. Oh, absolutely. He would have shot that bird in it. Probably. <laughs> I was going to say he probably would have cooked the bird. <laughs> He still probably would have encountered that uh, that old guy. I said I was trying to think how he met up with him. I don't know if he would have still ran into him or not. Because that guy just wanted that bird. Yeah, that's true. And Carl would have been like, oops. Do you think I, Carl would I have ate that eat, bird? Like, he would have, like, eaten the dogs? Uh, it depends how desperate he got. <laughs> Disney, do you hear us? <laughs> we will write this movie. <laughs> well, Matt Damon... He eats has a dog. No, he, no. You're saying Matt Damon eats dogs? <laughs> Just to be clear, on our podcast, you are making a statement that Matt Damon, Hollywood A-list actor, eats dogs? Not at all. He probably eats hot dogs, okay, good. but doesn't eat dogs. No. All right. I thought that's what you were saying. But uh, in, the, in the movie The Martian, when it comes to his food supply, he is he's ready to go. He He's using um, their leftover potatoes from their Thanksgiving feast that they were going to have. He's able to use the Martian soil and also the leftover stool from their bio waste uh, to help fertilize the land in order to grow his food. So I think he... You already said crap a few minutes ago, so you could say that again if you want. That's okay. I'm good. 
I only get like three in episodes. So I'm trying to save it. <laughs> so, I mean, so he, he would be totally fine. I mean, it's not delicious, but I mean, that's what you'd have to deal with. Like, like one thing that I'm really, <laughs> I'm really like disliking during quarantine, which is nothing I really should complain about because I have my health and whatnot is like not being able to go out and go grocery shopping for myself and just ordering stuff. Uh, Same you know, because from home. the shoppers don't always pick out the best produce. No, they do That's not. That's my biggest complaint. They do not. Two or, complaints. Go ahead. One, well, we, all right, produce. So hold on. So we shouldn't... Let's be thankful that they <laughs> no, are putting... No, it is... I agree. Yeah, that they're putting themselves in the front line to... Yeah, sorry. Know, I was just... That. No, I hear I was you. mostly joking. Right. But, but me... I am really glad I can just do shop from home. Yeah. But <laughs> with that said... Produce. Some Just last week, got some pretty bad grapes. Couldn't eat much of them. Got a really bad pineapple the other day. Pineapples well, are hard. You have to. It has to be just right. Yeah, when, they when are. You cut that is up. tough. The other thing is, so what they do is, if, if they don't have something you you got, they suggest a substitution. Yes. And like, usually it's not what I would have substituted. Yes. Okay. Go on. Like, I would rather them maybe try like a different size of the same thing. But sometimes, like, sometimes it'll be just totally different. Like Nicole like had graham crackers on there, and they didn't have it, and they substituted like cinnamon cookies or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually they're closer a, like a lot of that. times it's just a different brand right but sometimes it's like it's not that close right we don't have oreos but we'll give you the chips ahoy brand or, or the store brand or whatever so unfortunately matt damon though he doesn't have the uh luxury of ordering his food from you know from supermarkets but he just like and Grubhub wasn't around. And just then. Grubhub, I mean, it was not on Mars yet. They were still they were still getting ready there. Oh, McDonald's was buying up a whole bunch of property there, <laughs> but they hadn't they hadn't uh, staked their you know their place in the ground. So so that he he does have that advantage. I feel going for him that he is able to um, provide for himself when it comes to food. And just like during this quarantine, there are some people who are maybe getting sick of eating the same things over and over again. Um, he's in that exact same boat where he's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I can go home, go out to a restaurant, get a burger, uh, you know, eat with, with people, watch a football game on TV at the bar, those, those different types of things. Carl doesn't care about any of those things. He doesn't be just because up we've found out is a really, really dark movie. If Russell doesn't get on that porch. Yeah. So, but Russell did get on the porch. So how does that change Carl's outlook on life? Well, it breaks, it basically makes him want to live again it makes him youthful i feel yeah did you notice in that movie that like uh old is symbolized by square things and yes. new is circular things yes i did and he has like basically a square face uh carl carl yes yeah, yeah. yeah he does i yeah. didn't i never noticed that i read i just read it recently yeah oh there's your fun fact for the end great oh no that was my fun fact else to, to talk about but anyway but um, it does it does like lighten him up so again. so in that movie do you think that that would like 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 do you think that really really makes carl um, energetic again and that would make him feel like oh my gosh we can destroy this virus we can beat this thing as a species let's come together and do it and... i think if that if the virus breaks out at the end of up when carl's like his happy self mm -hmm. he just is like you know what i'll do Ten thousand more helium balloons boom sky house i'll take russell with me because he's my friend i'll take doug i don't we don't know about russell's parents if they're great, uh, they don't seem that great. I parents. think they do show up at his, um, they, I think they do at the end. I think, yeah, no, but you're right. Cause he does talk about his dad, <clears throat> excuse me in it, but no, it doesn't seem like they're really involved in his life. I don't know whatsoever. if they'd be in invited to the helium balloon house. They probably would be. So it's important to remember is at the end of the movie, the helium balloon house is actually left in South America. Yeah. This is a new one. You oh, make okay. a new one. Okay. That's fine. 
That one got pretty messed up. I mean, I'm sure he's got the funds for it. He can buy all those helium tanks and balloons. Unless he well, just stole those from the zoo. Yeah, he probably used his personal helium stock. Did you know helium is like, like we're like running out of helium in the country? Not just in the world, just in, only in America? Uh, in the world, I think. It's like, it's kind of rare and hard to store. And like, we waste a lot of it on party balloons. So uh-huh. there's people like. People getting high-pitched voices from it. Yeah. So there's kind of like a, some growing traction to like use less helium balloons to save helium for like medical uses and like more important things i mean i think that's fair that sounds fair to me too yeah that absolutely i will miss fair. balloons i hope we figure out another way to make them float other than hydrogen yeah that, that wouldn't be a good idea yeah we've had some bad experiences in new jersey gotta, with hydrogen balloons we gotta learn from our history we gotta learn from our history were you, uh, were you proud that i knew that was in new jersey yeah that's like one of the most thing, famous things new jersey's uh well known for besides the battle of trenton and bond and uh bruce springsteen uh the uh Hindenburg. You're right. Those are our three most important things. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so another thing I want to add with uh, Mark Watney, he has something that is very important when it comes to social distancing and also helping to stop the spread of a um, of deadly virus. Go on. He has a mask. Technically, it's a helmet, but his spacesuit. His spacesuit. Carl probably has an oxygen mask. I don't think. <laughs> does from everything we saw in that movie he doesn't he doesn't have an oxygen i was just kidding yeah he he might i mean is it it plausible yes (laughs) but so mark watney's got that going for him so he 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 has he he can wear that he's used to that so when it when it comes time for him to come home in october 2021 and when hopefully this thing is over but if not he has to wear a mask like he'll he'll just wear his space suit he'll just wear a space suit space suit around he'll what happens when he runs out of oxygen just refill it or is he not even using it for the oxygen he's just using it to cover his face i think yeah he's just using it like does he only wear the helmet part no because then it'd still go through so what i would think of is it's just like like a super mask it covers his whole head it covers his whole head but it also i I think like kind of like football pads like you kind of have it like on his chest but he would like cut the sleeves not the sleeves of like a suit off but you know that's that's what i can picture that that's good yeah that's something we might have to do if masks don't work well enough wear spacesuits but Mm -hmm. wear them like uh like tank top kind of mm-hmm. things. Yeah, tank top spacesuits. That'll work. We should we should start selling those. I was gonna say the Gap doesn't have that. By we next should week. see if uh, tanktopspacesuit.com dot com is taken. <laughs> Get that uh, domain name too. So so yeah so I think I think that's um, that's basically gonna be uh, Mark Watney's Mark Watney's plan. I mean he can he's self sufficient. He he's used to being lonely. Also too in the movie if you remember he does communicate with NASA through that old Mars rover. Yeah, he like reprograms it. Like, so there was a robot. There was, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, there was a robot, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't a comic relief robot. No, not like Taurus and in, in Intercept, Interception, Interstellar. <laughs> that's the that's the spinoff that's going to happen after Tenet ever comes out. Um, so, th- but that kind of also goes with what's going on too, because if you remember the first couple months, I feel like it's kind of died down a little bit. But like House Party, Zoom, Google Meets. Not for work purposes, but for interaction purposes. That's what people were doing all the time. I remember every night at dinner when it was just Allie and myself sitting down eating, we would always go on like the house party app and see who else was on. And we would just talk to people for like an hour, which is kind of like what he does in that movie. Now, granted, he doesn't do it verbally at first. He does it using like uh, he's writing on paper and he's showing signs to them. And he's like, hello, I'm alive kind of things. So even though it's very like one way, it's still a way for him to communicate with other people too, which is what people would have been doing during a pandemic. 
but Carl wouldn't care. Carl he doesn't. Need, he doesn't need that. No. <laughs> He's so. I, I actually have some questions about Mark Watney's self sufficiency. Could was he like running low on resources when he gets rescued? Could he? How long? Yes, how much longer he was, could he have he stayed would, there? So also, if he, at, at one point, I don't know if it was like an explosion, but something happened and all of his crops get like yeah. destroyed. Um, so when he gets, he basically does like a hail mary. He gets in his like Mars rover uh, to go out uh, to where. Uh, he believes the ne- the team is going to be, and he's just like, if they don't show up, then then I'm basically I'm basically going to die because he had to do like two thousand mile trek mm-hmm. to where it was going to be, well, and that wasn't... took him I think ninety souls in Martian days. Oh wow, yeah. Wasn't he also like using like a radioactive thing for a heater? Possibly to heat, to heat his like little rover. I think he just used something that was like giving off radiation. I mean, desperate times. Yeah, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. He couldn't have done that for that long. He would have had like real bad cancer. True. I think. I don't I mean, know. I mean, you're a doctor, I'm not you know. a doctor. So I feel like we have two very different people, but that are also two accurate portrayals of what people are like during this pandemic right now. Like there are some people who, right. who are just like, I'm going to lock myself in my house. I'm I'm grumpy. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to contract this thing. I'm just going to stay there. Where there are other people who are doing the same thing they're locking themselves up they're taking precautions they're wearing masks whatever and but they're looking forward to that time where they can get out and they can go back to their normal lives in some type of a sense but um yeah it's it's, it's really interesting the, the two perspectives that because there are some people who are like yeah i'd rather be a carl and just lock myself up and that's what i want to do if you're like a really introverted person your life might not even be that different. It might be the same. People who stream on Twitch and do YouTube yeah. videos all the time, which, I mean, that's, that's their normal. Smart. They're looking smart now. <laughs> they, Great career they're decision. They're pioneers at that point. Um, so, so let's say we social distancing is over, okay? We're allowed to make physical contact with one another again. We have Carl V. Mark Watney <laughs> going at it head to head against one another i wasn't prepared for this you're gonna beat up an old man that's the title of the show right but it doesn't it doesn't the title of the show isn't who would win in a physical (laughs) fist fight to the death (laughs) i see what you're saying uh all right so so what what do you what do you think i mean oh my god he's like 100 years old but i mean if you remember in the movie he's very spry he does fight that other old guy but they have like a funny fight where they both like throw their backs out but like carl uses his uh his cane as basically like a, a sword. He does. And he's like blocking things and he's, he's swinging around at it and, and, and whatnot. I mean, Mark Watney, I mean, he has the stamina, he has the muscle, but uh, Carl, even though he's, he's super old, he, he has the energy. I think he could definitely uh, go through with it and go toe to toe against, against Mark Watney. But Mark Watney also, he could have his, his suit on, which could offer him some sort of protection. I just I feel like you're giving Carl a little more credit than he might deserve in a fight against the fit astronaut. I'm just trying to help you. That's all I was trying to do. <laughs> so what could Carl do? He'd have to outsmart you. Yeah. He could um he could maybe um uh maybe he would he would uh pass gas and this would remind you of your favorite food, potatoes that make you hungry <laughs> and distract you. Uh maybe he could have help from um the dog, uh, Doug. Doug, maybe he could bite you. Maybe that bird could come peck you. Kevin. 
Kevin, thank you. Or maybe Russell got his uh, archery or marksmanship merit badge. Oh, and you're bringing Russell and in. And then you're in trouble because Russell, they look, they have each other's backs. Um, what were what would happen if a human? I mean, you might not know this. Oh, definitely no. If a human, <laughs> if a human, uh, inhaled an excessive amount of helium. Oh, you can die. It's I mean, actually kind of dangerous to just breathe oh, in helium for, right. from balloons just to make your voice sound funny. So, I mean, if I were you, hook up oh, the helium tank just... to my spacesuit. You know, swap out the oxygen tank for the helium tank. That was such better ideas than what I said. <laughs> I'm going to pass gas and make you think about <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. That was my that was my go-to. See, that's what, uh, that's what COVID does to you when you're just stuck inside all day. That's where your creativity lies. That's that's what you're I, they did of. make a lot of jokes, like maybe two in the Martian about him growing <laughs> stuff in his own poop. Yeah, yeah, they did. He um he was I mean super creative. I know the author tried to be some have some kind of scientific accuracy to a to an extent. Yeah, I think when, his, when the biggest the... liberty he said he took was that dust storms on Mars are never that powerful. Like he relied on a dust storm to cause the original separation of the crew, and I think a dust storm is what destroyed all his food. Yeah, I don't know if that was in the book, though. Oh, okay. Because in the movie I was reading, they... And we can get into some some fun facts. I was reading in the movie that... um, So they sent the script to NASA, and they just said, Hey, like, what do you think about it? Give us your thoughts. And I think the biggest thing they said was there are no dust storms in Mars because the atmosphere is so... It's so little. It's so little, exactly, that dust storms of that magnitude would not... Mm-hmm. happen whatsoever and then that's where nasa was like well it's a movie so if you want to do it like you know you know you have our blessing to to go ahead and do that uh so another one i found uh which is interesting is uh most of mars was shot in jordan the country out in the middle east and that's not the only time that jordan has been used for shooting scenes on mars what what else? There's been there's been some other movies. Uh, there was a movie from 2000 called Red Planet, and it really has like that reddish look to it. Most of the time, what they'll do though is they will change the look of the atmosphere or the you know the sky because Mars wouldn't have a blue sky just because their atmosphere, like you said, is is so different to ours. Um, but uh, something else I thought was really interesting is that uh, so NASA was consulted, like I said, in order to get some aspects of space and space travel and, and whatnot, and um, Though NASA is federally funded, it charges nobody for questions that they may have regards to scientific questions or accuracy or something like that. So, I mean, it may be hard to get your question in if you're just a, a Joe Schmo and you and you want to know more about something. Uh, but, like, you know, if you're a big movie studio, you're Ridley Scott, and you're like, hey, I'm making a movie about space travel with Mars. Can you answer some questions and help me out here? Would they answer my questions if I emailed them? And if I said "Stay strong, NASA," at the end, <laughs> they, hey, that could be your new, uh, your new celebrity that you're reaching out to. I mean, and because like, this is the thing, like I feel like after like the moon landing, which obviously you and I were very much alive for, I feel like uh, astronauts, they're they're not seen. It's not seen as like being like really cool anymore. Like I feel like at they first, lost some of their appeal. They, exactly, their... Like, it was like oh my gosh, like these people are going out into space, kind of like rock stars. Remember that way. one crazy astronaut who like drove across country in her car and like wore a diaper to like stalk someone? Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but once like once a human goes to Mars, like I feel like that it'll be like whoa. That'll be a big deal. That'll be like the huge deal. Do you think that will happen in our lifetime? 
I think so. Oh, I think it'll happen in mine. I don't know about yours. What are you trying to say, Chris? I just, I don't know. Just saying. All right. Thanks. Thanks just kidding. Thanks for thinking. Yes, I do. <laughs> we'll, we'll each be 110, and we'll be sitting uh, together in the same uh, virtual reality retirement home. <laughs> you know? And then we'll be watching the Mars landing on our um, our TV, Oasis. our floating TVs. I was going to say kind of like the Oasis. Like we're going to be like we're yeah. there. Like yeah. we're actually watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like we can actually see it. Uh, one last thing I'll add, and then I'll let you get to yours if you want. So the name of the mission in the movie is Ares Three in the Martian. And Ares is the Greek god of war. And uh, in Roman mythology, Ares uh, is Mars. Ares. So that's why they did that. And then also the ship traveling back and forth between Earth and Mars when they do that slingshot move where you go back to Mars, pick up Matt, uh, Matt Damon. Um that was called the Hermes, which is in reference to the Greek god, the messenger, and the emissary going, going back and forth. Had the cool shoes. So he had the super cool shoes. <laughs> and that also kind of ties back to Black Dynamite, which we talked about a little bit earlier last week. Because you mm. remember how they said, like, M&Ms? Like, who makes M&Ms? Mars. And, like, what's the, what's the Greek god of Mars? What's that his name? That did come up in your favorite, your favorite scene of Black Dynamite. Exactly. So uh, anyway, yeah. So that's uh, that's some things with Mars. You got some things on up you want to? I got a ton. I'll okay. try to pick the best. So I was already we we're already saying characters being based on circles and rectangles, but the villains are triangles. So Charles Munts. Oh yeah, his nose I believe is very triangular. He must have a bunch of triangles. I'm trying to think who else. Is, I guess he's like the only villain because I don't think he has any henchmen. Yeah, I don't. The do- well, his maybe dog. the dogs. The dogs are all very except except for um, Doug. Doug or, uh, is very circular in, yes. in his shapes. The dog. Oh yeah, that's true. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so about halfway through the film, Carl and Russell are trying to put up a tent, and uh, Russell doesn't know how, even though he has all these merit badges. And Carl's asking him why, and Russell reveals, or he says something like, "Why didn't you ask your dad, or doesn't your dad help you?" And he says uh, that his parents are divorced. Oh, that's this is right. the very first Disney film to mention divorce or even hint at divorce for a character having single parents, because usually in a Disney movie, it's a it's like a widow situation. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Huh. I do remember that now that you mentioned that, yes. Oh, here, here's here's an interesting one that you've probably been wondering as soon as you watched Up. You're like, how many balloons would it take to float a house? Oh, yeah. Oh, didn't the guy try doing that once, I believe? But well, not even a house. It was like a – it was a I guy – remember Balloon Boy? I think – what? Remember that? No, that was like a hoax with like a like a, oh, uh, like a flying saucer balloon. Oh. That wasn't like trying to float. They said he was like lost. They said like their kid yeah. floated away, but it was fake. Okay. It was a hoax. But I think Mythbusters tried to do it on a chair. Okay. Oh, no, maybe that was rockets. Whatever. No, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Anyway. Yes. Okay, if his house was approximately 1,600 square feet and the average house weighs between 60 and 100 pounds per square foot, it weighs 120,000 pounds. The average helium balloon can carry 0.009 pounds or 4.63 grams. It would take 12,658,392 balloons to lift his house off the ground. Yeah. Uh, 20,622 balloons appear on the house when it first lifts off, only enough to lift 185.6 pounds. Wow. So that probably wouldn't even pick him up. Maybe in the Pixar universe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta suspend your Houses are lighter. Yeah. That is a very beautiful colored movie though, with all the bright, vibrant colors that they have. A lot of, yeah, it's a cool visual. Yeah. It's very, very cool visual. It is a really, really good movie. If you haven't checked it, I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. 
Um, I also was able to find out all the movies where they oh, save Matt Damon. I looked that up too. So, uh, just real quickly. So, besides the ones that we already spoke of earlier, so there's a movie called Courage Under Fire, which is a Gulf War helicopter rescue that happens. Uh, we mentioned Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Titan AE, which is an Earth evacuation spaceship. Uh, Syriana, which is a Middle East private security return flight. The Green Zone, which is a uh, United States Army transport back from the Middle East. Elysium, which I actually did forget about that one. Uh, it's a space station security deployment uh, that, that goes on. We mentioned Interstellar, and then we also uh, mentioned The Martian as well. And then they, we did some calculations as to what all of those would cost. Like, for example, the Saving Private Ryan um, search party you know, uh, rescue mission would cost about $100,000. Um, so if you add all of them up together, uh, they, Hollywood has spent $90 billion trying to save Matt Damon. Because uh, you got like Interstellar would have cost 50, or excuse me, $500 billion. The space ones were the big ones. And the Martian, they put $200 billion. $200 billion, yeah, exactly. I mean, Interstellar, you're going through wormholes and going to other dimensions and, and all those different types of things. And then Titan AE is the other space one. That's another 200 billion. So that really yeah. is the, the that, majority that's, that's of it. That's what it comes to, yeah. Once you, once you got I mean, some of the other ones are, are cheap by comparison. I mean, the, the World War II Saving Private Ryan one, 100,000. A couple of these are just 50K. Nothing. They could do it, yeah. We could, we could crowdfund that to save Mount Damon. <laughs> Help him. He's stuck in his house right <laughs> now. We need to get him out. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I mean... Like we said, we're not trying to get political with anything that we're saying, but we just want people to be safe. We want people to not only take care of themselves, but also think about others and to take care of, uh, you know, your neighbors as well. So social distance and, and just please wear a mask. It's it's not anything that is taking away freedom. It's just you're just trying to help out other people. So just please just please do it for the rest of the, the time that we have to do this. and We'll all get through this together. Chris, is there anything you want to add before we head out of here? No, I can't, couldn't say anything better than that, Steve. Thanks, Chris. Uh, so there's going to be a poll uh, in the show notes below where you can click uh, and vote for who you think would win social distancing between Carl Fredrickson and Mark Watney based off of the movie Up and also based off of the uh, the movie The Martian as well. Uh, also in our show notes, there's also another link where you can you will be taken to our website, www.whowouldwincast.com slash vote, where you can see thumbnails for every single episode that we've ever done. You can click on any of our older episodes, even if they're from four years ago, and you can vote uh, and uh, have your voice heard for what you think about those episodes right there. So uh, please remember, as always, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win Cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.